big morning to Steve Vines. Good morning. Well, we just heard the news, so firefighters are still battling a huge blaze which kicked off on Tuesday morning at about 11 o'clock, they're saying. It involved uh, what we call, what do we call, single storage units, lockups, self-storage. Self storage <clears throat> units, About yeah. 200 of these things, and it's really, really growing still. Yeah. I mean, it's an, an enormously big blaze. And, of course, it's also a, a tragedy because one of the firefighters um, lost his life, yeah. in in fact, on the first day. So we're now on day three of this fire. It's a very serious fire. So you would have thought, boy, this thing is quite bad enough. Somebody's lost their life. Um, obviously, it's dangerous. They've had to evacuate the area. I gather an old-age people's home has been evacuated. So what do these people, and I use that word in invented commas, some DAB local councillors, they thought, oh gosh, here's an opportunity for us to show up, take pictures, put them on Facebook, and, and somehow, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, somehow gain political opportunity. I want, in case anybody doesn't know their names, I think it's very important always to read the names of the guilty men. They're all men. So there's Mr. Or Chong Singh, there's Chung Kai Tang, there's Ao Young um, Kwan Ok, and there's Chen Yubun. Those four people, if you ever see their names on a ballot paper, make sure you don't put a cross anywhere near them. I mean, this is disgraceful behaviour. They were not helping. They were there for no other purpose than shameless self-publicity. I mean... You may say, well, it's backfired. Well, that's because they're stupid. I what's, mean, the, what's their logic for being there? I think it's their just logic like is, we, we, are, we are showing our concern. Well, no, you're not. You're, not you're not. showing you're a complete something head yeah and you should not be there and you might be getting in and the you way. might be getting in the way i'll give you a compare and contrast this is a story um from a long time ago when david wilson was governor and i know this from somebody who worked very closely with him that there was an awful landslip in in pot fulham which i think also caused fat fatalities mm. and uh all he was saying was saying oh governor governor you better get to pot fulham immediately and you know show your concern and david wilson apparently said well no, I'm just going to get in the way of the emergency services. You know, if I'm there, I'm the governor, they're going to put on, they're going to deploy extra police. Anyway, apparently the argument, and they, his advisers said, no, no, you're the governor, you should, you know, you should show face on, on these things. Apparently he reached a compromise, which was he made a very quick, low-key visit. But, I mean, here was someone who said, no, the priority here is to let the emergency services do well, their is. job. And don't forget, Steve, I mean, it's been so hot these past few yeah. days. Obvious, yeah. obvious thing. Well, I mean, the fire um, clearly is very hard to control, otherwise it wouldn't take three days three to days. control it. Um, it's, it's, in fact, to my mind, it's not that I'm even vaguely an expert, but to my mind, it's quite fortunate it hasn't spread any further because once a fire's been going that long, it does tend to get a bit of a grip. Well, it looks like it is. I mean, for, it looks well, it like has, it has, yeah. it has, it has apparently spread to another level. So anyway, you know, uh, so, you know, can you imagine nowadays any politician? I mean, politicians love tragedies as an opportunity to, 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 to grandstand. I mean, look at the, appalling and disgraceful behaviour of Donald Trump in the wake of the Orlando um, killings uh, the other week. I mean, you know, the rest of America, in fact, the rest of the world was saying, you know, we, we express solidarity with the people who were killed, blah, blah, blah. Orlando goes, you see this... Uh, I was Orlando right. Goes, Trump, Trump, without missing a beat, says, you know, this proves my point about Muslims and about gun control. Well, I don't know how it proves his point about gun control, because the whole point was that someone who there was a, 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 a suspect 
by the FBI was still able to obtain a weapon to ca- um, to carry out this massacre. But, you know, he thought, no, I'm in the middle of an election campaign. Let's focus on the main, the main aspect of this tragedy, which is the interests of Donald Trump. Uh, I'm pleased to say that he's sliding down the, the opinion polls, and I hope this contributed to it. Oh, you never know. Well, he is sliding down the opinion polls, which is a sigh of relief for, for, for many Americans who are unpersuaded that they're going to make America greater by electing him as president. Mm. But... Um, you know, politicians are drawn like... Mm. I was going to say something to the flame, but you know what I mean. Flies and... Flies and other the, ghastly things to flame by, by personal tragedy. That the smart ones and the ones who have a small inkling of conscience do not exploit the situation. If you're a low-grade DAB councillor, and we have their names, and we know who they are... Oh, it's all over the... It's um, all over the no worries. You know, <laughs> you, 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 your first instinct is, what can this do for me? But the picture looks so fake. I mean, let's, let's all do a concerned look. Yeah, well, they did the concerned look. But, but what, I mean, I'm just There thinking, were several on Facebook, if you want to. Oh, it's um, all over the place. But what's, yeah. the, what's the point of this? A picture of yourself. There was that, well, do you remember that picture of Tony Blair? He did a kind of selfie and a big explosion behind him. Yeah. It's just kind of sick, actually. Well, I mean, I, 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 you know, it does backfire. And, and it shows that these people are stupid. And the public aren't stupid. The public looking at that, and the first thing most sensible people say is, what the hell are they doing But there? it doesn't say anything, Steve. It just says we're at the scene of an emergency yeah. having our picture taken. That's yeah. all it says. Yeah, that's all it says. They're, they're, they thought that it would be read as, oh, we are uh, district councillors showing our concern. I don't think anyone's takeaway from that was the message that they thought that it might be. They're, they're idiots and they're irresponsible and they're self-aggrandising. Yeah. Other than that, they're probably very, very charming people. I'm sure they are. And don't forget, there's all those bars they've got to prevent from getting liquor licences. <laughs> oh, yeah. well. oh, God, yes. And, well, bars to prevent from having liquor licences. They've got to stop people sitting outside restaurants. I mean, God, their, their responsibilities are many and onerous. I mean, my, your reaction's a lot stronger than mine. Mine was like, this doesn't make any sense. You just look stupid. Yeah, well, they do. They do. And to be fair, what do you do with stupid people? I've got a couple of emails here. Have you? I've got a couple of emails now. They're from two different guys on different topics. So, so we now got two listeners. Two listeners. I Gosh. T- well, look, everybody's talking. I just said everybody's talking about taxes at the moment. They've been having a field day with with Danny on Backchat about this. People is that right? Oh, is that right? So the bottom line is, I don't understand the logic here. But the government has mooted some high end taxi service. I don't understand how it's going to impact the low end ta- or the normal end taxi service at all. But well, you've already—I mean, you've already got competition to the taxi service through Uber. Well, that's so, exactly so, what I think this yeah, is about. So I, I just—I mean, yet again, what we're seeing is bureaucrats sitting in their their funny little offices um, in between having cups of tea, and, and in fact, apparently some of them are down to sort of six cups a day, which is which is fantastic. But I mean, they're sitting there, they're thinking. Gosh, we know what's best for the public. For the let's 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 regulate a whole new strata. That's nothing to do with the actual problem. I mean, you know, I mean, the reason one of the reasons why the taxi service in Hong Kong, which isn't, in my view, as poor as many people say it is, it's until you get that one ride. Until you get the bad ride, but you know, I've. As it so happens, I've, I've, I've recently been, well, in fact, um, earlier this week in Thailand. If, if you want sort of <laughs> yeah. taxi service <laughs> okay, that yeah. you can get in Bangkok, he wins. Good, good luck. Good luck. I mean, it's not terrible, but it ain't as good as the Hong Kong one by, by reason, many miles. It's, it's a fun thing to talk about, Steve, but, you know, the, the reason for the hoo-ha at the moment is because there was a time when they were jolly good blokes. 
There was, and there still are. I mean, I've got to to say that. I've I've had many taxi drivers who have been not only knowledgeable... Oh, yeah. Um, ..but, you know, on the job, etc., etc. The problem is that it's all run by bureaucrats. You've got a limited number of licences, which are very expensive, and the taxi drivers can't afford them. So they are literally drivers. They're not owner-drivers. Did so they, they used to, to be? Did they used to be more? There, there were more. There were more. But now they have to work to pay, just to pay the owners of the taxi. They have to work ludicrously long hours. And that's one reason why some of them get a bit ratty. You know, if they're doing a 12-hour shift, driving a cab around Hong Kong, it's not a picnic. I certainly wouldn't volunteer for that, it. That is the logic to this one, actually. So, you know, my view is, why not change the whole rather than just say are we going to introduce a premium service because bureaucrats love everything called premium or extra and then they say oh it's just like singapore or there's always a country they 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 say it's just like well if it's like singapore you won't find one for love no well money. i was going to say <laughs> singapore is a nightmare for taxes i mean they're perfectly okay when you get in them but you know you try and get them during a change of shift yeah well anyway i mean the, anyway, the, yeah. the issue here is i don't understand why do you want to take on Uber, or do you want to make the the, 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 the existing service better? Well, why don't you just look better? at the whole regulatory system yeah, I don't and just it. say, all right, you want, to, you want to drive a taxi around Hong Kong. It's none of our business as the government, you know, how many licences. It is our business that you have a safe vehicle. And I understand that, that the vehicle should be of a certain standard. And indeed... You may have the equivalent of what they have in London, which is called the knowledge. Where, oh, where they can stick that. How many times have you had hassle with a London cabbie because you've got the knowledge in it? Well, I've, I've, actually, I'm, I'm And he thinks great, he can call you all I'm sorts a, of four-letter words beginning I'm with a C. I'm a great admirer of London cabbies, <laughs> not least because um, <laughs> it runs in the family. But um, Oh, there I, you go, see, <laughs> vested interests. Yeah, but um, honestly... The uh, knowledge. The, the, what, what I don't like about them is how expensive they well, are. Well, he's got the knowledge to charge me ten quid to get from Victoria <laughs> Station to a theatre that's two I minutes away. I tell you, he'll take the direct route. But but my point is this. <laughs> God, I never had you down as a black we're, we're cab driver. sitting here arguing about black cabs. I wasn't, I wasn't predicting that. <laughs> Brexit, mate, all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I bet Nigel Farage goes around in them, but never mind. I we, bet we, he doesn't. We, 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 we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, him. we don't. No, not, um, not on the wet Wednesday. Can I read an Thursday. email here from John? It's a slightly different okay. topic here. Okay. So uh, this happened whilst you were away. It says John says transport department recently forced uh, Tesla to because you know Uber uses yeah. Tesla to drop the calendar feature because it's not related to driving. The transport department should get out more, says John. Taxi drivers often have half a dozen extra phones strapped to the dashboard. Stuff like that people get a bit out yeah, naughty about. They do um, indeed, in front of yeah. the driver, not related to driving the vehicle. Any prosecution, says John. Yeah, multitasking is not a good idea when you're driving, plus well, you're on a 12-hour shift. I'm, I'm in, enormously sympathetic to that point of view. What I'm not sympathetic to is, is, is the idea that you can introduce a new bureaucracy with the Which, so-called premium service. But and it doesn't somehow, link to... I don't, well, you know, well, it's all... It's all and how would you do it? Would this be an app thing as well? I have no idea. Well, maybe it's just a bigger and better car. Let's not forget one very important thing here. M maybe they'd have gloves on like they do in Japan. You know, <laughs> they always have white gloves on. So I, they can go I don't know what that's all about either. People talk about people talk about um, Uber and stuff, but let's let's not forget that not everybody in Hong Kong can afford to take taxis up and down the road. Well, there, that there is that. There is the fact that if you have too many taxis on the road. Um, some of them will go out of business. Gosh, that's what happens in real life. 
You know, you have a row of shops. Some do well and some don't. You don't need a bureaucrat to tell the shops which one should be open and which one should be closed. I don't get that. Do you My re- view is sometimes the market actually works. I'm not a f- no, I'm fetishist not. for the market. Do, do, do you reckon that this is part of this whole big balloon that's getting fuller and fuller? I was talking to Danny Gettings about it yesterday. I said, you know what, Danny, it's almost like four years ago a switch went, or the clock went tick, and all of a sudden this hoo-ha started. I never, ever heard people complain about taxes so much as they have now. I think one reason people complain about taxes, which is grossly unfair, is is because, you know, the traffic's got worse. It has to you. That's, that's so, you know, they somehow blame the taxes for that. I don't really think that is fair. But, you know, if you're, if, if you're in a day like today, where it's hot and sweaty... And, and everybody you're sitting, gets a bit antsy. And you're sitting in a cab and it's not moving, you think, God, the, this effing taxes to blame for this. It really isn't. And he thinks you're to blame for this. Yeah, yeah the taxi driver's <laughs> thinking. <laughs> no, it's an interesting one. Because also, you know, you, uh, you know people, people are very stupid about this. They think taxes are driving... Uh, sorry, uh, taxes are earning more while they're stuck in, the, in a jam. They, 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 they actually earn more by picking up multiple fares. That, that is a fact. That's a factual fact. So this is that, hence the, hence the phones on the dashboard. Is this yeah. one of those catch-22 things where, you know, they're getting shafted, so they get angry yes. with us, exactly so we get that. angry with them, and da da yeah, da yeah. Is that what and, it is? And, you know, universal happiness prevails. Yeah. Or, in this case, not. Yeah. I mean... I just see this is not the, this is one issue, and this people love cracks in the pavement stories. Of course they do, right? Of course they do. People get it yeah. off their chest, but the whole thing about the so-called premium service this is actually a completely different issue. Okay, can I just add another point here? I think our sort of listener will have a driver in a car. I think they all they do. will. They I do. So it's of no interest to our listener. Well, and I am sober in case yeah. you were you were going to say anything. I was going to congratulate you on that. But having said that, um, I, I I happen to have, and this is what we call a Radio Three exclusive. Go on. Then. I happen to have a copy of the letter that CY Learn is sending to the central authorities. Okay. Uh, expressing his deep concern about the booksellers. It, 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 it reads no, the some- people of Hong Kong's deep concern. Uh, oh, sorry, the people of Hong Kong's deep concern. Um, and it reads something like this. Um, Dear comrades, I'm very sorry to bother you. I know you're very busy, and I know that Hong Kong is very, very annoying. In brackets, I'm often annoyed by Hong Kong myself. So we start from the same position. Anyway, the point is, comrades, that a lot of people in Hong Kong are making all sorts of fuss about these booksellers brackets frankly i don't care but i have to ask you and could you please i mean honestly i'm sorry to do this because honestly comrades i know you're busy but could i ask you could you could you put something down on in in writing that sort of looks like you know something that would kind of do as an answer to the questions that people in hong kong are asking brackets they have no idea unbracket anyway comrades um, could you reply? I mean, you know, as soon as possible, within the next half year, would do fine. Yours fraternally. Cyril. Cyril. P.S. <laughs> <laughs> the economy is good. Brackets. Carpenter's fan. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve. That, 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 that is a Radio 3 exclusive. That's it. I, yep. th- I think you made that up. <laughs> However... <laughs> Where you got that idea you know, from? The, the re- reaction was this. I mean, pe- the thing that's getting people kicking off about this one is, yeah, OK, that's well well enough. What about the silent, the black hole Well, the, the whole, last the, eight the, months? The, I mean, what, why, why, of course... I mean, we're talking... This is eight months after the event. I mean, we're, the reason why, um, of course, people are talking about this, and rightly so, is that, you know, Mr Lamb has, 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 has just cut through all the lies he said look i was there i i I was i was detained i know what happened 
you know, when we read out statements on TV, we were given a script, we were forced to do it. When I saw Libor, he made it very clear to me that he was abducted. You know, there's a difference between people suspecting this stuff and hearing it out of the horse's mouth. Do you know the thing that surprised me? That they were rehearsed and there was a director. Yes, I like that. And even after all of that... Even after that, they fluff their lines. Honestly, they're, they're not coming on the morning brew, any Absolutely of them, if they, not, can't, if they can't get the line Off right. Off the money talk with them. I mean, I, I, I get an entire script prepared for me, for me by the central government before coming in here. But this is Do amazing. I fluff it? No, I don't. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, that means there's a crew... That means it's all done like yeah, a real... well, but, I mean, this is, this, is, this is the ghastly way that dictatorships behave. I mean, it's not unique to the Chinese Communist Party. It's... it's, it's Par for the course, and you know that. Uh, and now they, the, 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 the odious, and by odious I mean really odious, Sing Tao, then goes out and gets his son mobilised to say nasty things about his father. I mean, these people remember there is Nobody no sewer anymore. There is no sewer which they are not prepared to enter. I know, but no, and, I mean, it, it, and it's ghastly that a local, a locally owned newspaper should should decide to be the handmaiden for this sort of behaviour, but. But hey, it's a redundant exercise because yeah, and the, anyway, nobody reads Sing Tao, well, so it's, it's, not, it's that, not a big problem. It's not that, but I mean, if you just get stuck into social media, which is, you know, yeah. the, the barometer of Hong Kong people, yeah. uh, nobody, nobody gives a hoot. Well, nobody believed in the first place that they hadn't been abducted. Nobody believed that the concession, that the confessions were real. But as I say, it's always. You know, people sort of thought that, but when you have someone saying, look, I'm the bloke who read out the confession, I can tell you. It's do you, not do you true. Want, do you want to hear a real scoop first on Radio go 3? On, go C- on. Courtesy of Jonathan, one of our listeners, real person, by the way, he says, Phil, I understand that in an earlier incarnation, CY had an English first name, Lucas, which apparently he's not happy that people know about. Oh, you mean Lucas? So we won't read that. We're not going to say Lucas. No, We're I, not. Don't, We're I don't know this to be true. Baggage handler, yeah. carpenter fan extraordinaire, and letter writer... Lucas Flynn. Lucas. Famous. Well, there you go. <laughs> that Thanks. was presumably Thanks, when he was Jonathan. at Bristol University. Thanks. We'll give you sneaky-beaky correspondent status for that one. Uh, uh, anyway, anyway, yes. uh, where are we now? Because there's a couple of things that have been happening in the news that have actually... Uh, created a reasonable smokescreen to take people, in theory, away from this story. Well, yes. I mean, that the, the problem with all of these is that, that, I mean, you look at, there's another story running at the moment, which is about these um, one-way permits. Who knew? Oh, I should explain this. Oh, the this one-way. is a cracker too. Go yeah. on. But the one-way permit scheme um, is, is, of course, a scam. This is the, the, the scheme where um, p- citizens of the mainland are able to come to Hong Kong and live with... But the permits, uh, there's a daily quota, but the permits are issued entirely in the mainland without any intervention of the Hong Kong authorities. Nothing. I mean, Hong Kong authorities can't say, well, I don't want Mr. Wang coming because it says on the permit, Mr. Wang. He's in. He's in. So, gosh, now we know, and actually we know this from a, a story in the mainland media. This is quite interesting, that in Hebei province, they're flogging these things for apparently as much as two million Hong Kong dollars. Now, the Secretary for Security, <laughs> I joke, um, but he is called that, um, says, oh, well, you know, uh, this is just a media report. Um, uh, uh, we can't uh, 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 wobble, 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 committee of inquiry and, yeah, yeah. Uh, further. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is everybody has known for as long as I've been here, because this one-way permit system actually existed under the Brits, so it is very long-running. Blame them. Everybody knew that it was a piece, it was a recipe for corruption. And here we go again. 
comes up. The, the, the Jobsworths are all shaking their heads, going, oh, I'm shocked, shocked, shocked. And they're so shocked. Yeah, <laughs> they're I mean, so shocked that they're going to do nothing about it. I mean, it, it was always ridiculous that you had a system where another administration nominated the people who was going to come into your jurisdiction. Yeah. I mean, this is just, you know, anybody looking at that would say, you must be joking. You actually set up a scheme under, uh, under which that was how it worked. Yeah, yeah. Can we go back to a couple more emails now? We could. We I'm could. sorry, but you know what it's going to be about. Uh, go on. But we've got to read them out. Yeah, go on. And I want go to, Yes, I want to read them out. John just gives me a PS. I've got another one from Alan, too. John says, I think you missed the point that the government's too scared to tackle taxi licence sacred cow, so invent a new system, Mad Hatter's Tea Party, John, isn't it? So invent a new system that would avoid dealing with vested interests in the taxi protest, indicate that owners want the existing limits and therefore value to remain. If government adds more, the value of the existing will drop like a rock, and the existing licence owners know it. Um, I probably did miss the point, John, because it's very complicated, this one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, what, what he's saying, and I actually don't, don't disagree, is, you know, there is obviously vested interests here with the people who exist... So we move who, to the next who, place setting. Who hold, that's what, yeah. yeah, who hold the existing licences. What I was saying was, uh, which actually isn't, isn't a different point, is that if you review the whole system, which I know it's not going to happen, so, you know, we're, we're in fantasy land, This may not ever happen, by the way, this whole idea. None of this may happen, but in, uh, in, in sort of planet Earth, where rational things happen, what you could do is open up the entire licensing system and look at it again. I know, I know, that's just, just irresponsible, wild talk. Yeah, high-end food truck taxis. Hey! Anyway, let's go to Alan food here. Food trucks, that's a very good idea. <laughs> yeah, really. They have them in California, you know. He says, uh, Alan says, Hong Kong do- does not need more cars on the road. He said, this listener uses a taxi about once in two years because Hong Kong has an excellent public transport system and he can walk otherwise. Uh, this is all about personal habits, Steve. So, he said, so many government initiatives costing billions of our dollars, reclamations for roads, bridges, serve only to encourage more people to buy use automobiles, making Hong Kong's air more poisonous and hotter, taking space from pedestrians. Doesn't matter whether they are private or taxes. Same effect on human beings who live here. He says, proof how pleasant the city environment was during Occupy. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't, you can't disagree with that. Um, I discovered you could walk from Central to Wan Chai in about five minutes when <laughs> Occupy was on. I was amazed. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, well who'd have thought it? It did really, I mean, let's take aside the politics, which I'm not, not disparaging, but Morning. it did change the whole atmosphere of that zone, didn't it? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I, mean I, I, I did more walking during the Occupy period than, than I've every, ever done in the middle of the city. And it was so cool because every five minutes somebody would offer you a bottle of yeah, water. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So what, what, what was not to like? I'm just saying, I'm just asking. All right, look, keep them coming if you want to. It doesn't matter what you want to talk about. It's morningbrew at rthk.hk. Now, apparently, um, the uh, provincial authorities might not have known about an agreement that Hong Kong had with them to send their naughty boys <laughs> yes, back to Hong Kong. This is according to Regina Ip, so yeah. it must be true, or it must be according to Regina Ip. Those two things are not necessarily compatible. I hate to say it, but she might have a point. She might have a point, but, I mean, the fact of the matter is... <laughs> would you Adam and Eve it, honestly? <laughs> Here you have a very, very high-profile case. It's not as though the missing booksellers yes, were some that. obscure little, yeah. you know, uh, bloke from a side shop went walkabout in Shenzhen. This was over the media throughout the world, and mm-hmm. her serious contention is that somehow on the mainland, where things aren't that loosely controlled, a provincial authority 
such as the one in Ningbo, which was holding some of these people, didn't know that they needed to, under the under under a, a statutory agreement, didn't know that they had to notify their Hong Kong counterparts that they were holding a Hong Kong resident. I just don't believe a word so of it. So what actually it is may, her contention, Steve? We'll let them off? Well, her contention is that, that let's make this a more fuzzy issue, somehow diffuse the obvious facts of the matter. Because this is what the pro-government people really are in a big pickle over this missing booksellers thing because it is something which sends a could chill to them well i don't think it will happen to them right away because there's many other people it could happen to before but it sends a chill down the spine See of you, everyone Steve. in hong kong <laughs> yeah. that you can be lifted from the streets of hong kong whisked across the border and charged for an offense that that just doesn't exist in hong kong I, so mm. people are very worried about this so the people in the pro-government camp particularly people like Regina Ip, who are facing election. Remember, there is still such a thing, and she is facing a genuine election. She wants to somehow suggest that this that issue it was an administrative is, is not, not as clear-cut as it might be, that there's this and there's that. Well, you know, good luck with all of that. Yeah. Yet again, I don't think people are stupid. People are saying, well, why don't we just deal with the basic issue, which is that you can be lifted from the streets of Hong Kong. That's very worrying. The, the midnight knock on the door, very, very worrying. Whether or not the, the notification process was as smooth and was as accurate... Or it was as at it the could bottom be. of an injury. I mean, that, that's just... As ever, because uh, Regina Rip isn't stupid, she, she has a point. Her point is that maybe for more minor cases, indeed, there is a, 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 some failings of communication between the Hong Kong and mainland authorities. I think the chances of that happening in this case are somewhere from zero way downward. A mm. couple more things I want to talk about before we finish here. Uh, this morning I noticed a Lands Department say they're going to be getting tough when it comes to unauthorised squatter structures, uh, one of whom was occupied by a former boss on some fantasy island near Sheko. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a real problem. and They didn't know, though. The you know, people like me, um, and I think many of our listeners are very worried about these, because a lot of these squatters, they are actually undermining the interests of property developers. Hmm. And I think that's just appalling. I mean, some of these property developers are d- down to their last 13 billion. And, you know, in those circumstances, they are trying, they have good intentions to develop the land, but there's people living there. And one yeah, of it's, whom it's is, a, is, a, is a former Lands Department well, <laughs> big boy. Yes, but I mean, you know. Only I mean, one that's, tennis court. That's only reasonable. One tennis court, one swimming pool. I mean, you know, we're talking, we're talking, you know, stripped, stripped down to essentials here. And fair play to them. And by the way, what's all this talk about breakfast in the UK? Oh, breakfast in the UK, yes, yes. Well, it's the big vote today. Uh, it's, it's, this, yes, yes, it let's is. Let's not start here, but I'm curious what you think about the whole thing. It, it's, t- it's gone very nasty. It has it's gone extremely by emotion. Nasty. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be the same as Scotland? It's going to go up to the wire and... The, well, you're not Mystic Meg, you don't know no, this. No, I'm not <laughs> Mystic Meg. And, and I, I, I mean, you know, a special place in hell is reserved for people who come on radio shows just on the eve of a vote and, and say, particularly... Are the you polls interested are so, in this, by the no, way? No, <laughs> no, I am quite interested in it. But say, you know, on the eve of the vote, how the outcome is going to, to fall. Yeah. But... I think there are things that can be said which you don't need to be mystic me. One is, a lot of this campaign has been very nasty. No kidding. The worst xenophobic aspects of British society have been laid bare and have been agitated by... Were, were they like it in the 70s? You know, after no. the EDR meme with all the, the 
coloured blokes coming on into there, our there, there was there was England there was certainly some stuff. of that yeah. there was you're talking about the last referendum which is about 40 years ago yeah which was much more clear i mean the result of it was much more clear cut yeah. i mean the the, the the vote to stay wasn't a small margin it was is a very big margin mm. the, the campaign and i'm embarrassed to say i'm old enough to remember it was not as nasty as this one and also what was different about it was that this was um the referendum was initiated under the labor government of harold wilson ironically for exactly the same reasons that david cameron launched the referendum campaign which was all to do with internal party unity so at that time the labor party was very badly split over the question of 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 britain's membership of what was then the uh, european community now Mm. the european union and the reason why we're having a referendum in Britain at the moment is because the Conservative Party is equally bitterly and badly split over this. And Cameron thought the masterstroke would be to, to have a little referendum, you know, potter around a bit and then everybody vote to remain and he'd shut up all the people who'd been criticising him. Mm. This is exactly what Harold Wilson thought would happen. Harold Wilson was a lot cleverer than David Cameron, though, because he mainly kept out of the campaign yeah. as Prime Minister. He said, look, I'm Prime Minister. Uh, this is a referendum the people have got to decide cameron has got his feet very dirty in taking part in the campaign and he has seen his ministers slagging each other off oh yeah it's it, if if this was a gamble for party unity in the conservative party i've got to say it hasn't been a spectacular success i read one very interesting bit of food for thought from some fellow uh, in a, in a publication in london and he wrote something along the lines of there's no argument our country is, shall we say, Donald Ducked. He says, and I'm not too fussed about this referendum, but let me ask you this. If it wasn't for it, this referendum, would Joe Cox still be alive? Yeah. Well, it's, it's a perfectly valid question. I mean, nobody can pretend that there isn't a toxic atmosphere prevailing at the moment and that in that toxic atmosphere you have fatalities such as the one that uh, yeah. led to the shooting of Joe Cox. And, you know... What always amuses... Well, it's not amuses. What always interests me about this is all these people who talk about the fear of immigrants, how they're swamped by immigrants, they live in areas where there are hardly any immigrants. Mm-hmm. The, the Spain, part, for instance. Well, Spain. No, I've, yeah. you've seen people doing stand-ups oh, yeah. going... Yeah, they go, yeah. Or, 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 from, from Benidorm. I think, it's, I think it's ridiculous that these people won't even learn the language. I mean, I'm in Spain and everyone speaks English, but so it's is, not a problem. But this is not... Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. just... Yeah. No, no, but what's like, I was going, the point go I was going to make is that the most tolerant part of the United Kingdom, and I think it's fair to say this, and the place where people are least worried about immigration it, are in London which has the highest proportion of immigrants anywhere in the United Kingdom. So when people actually live in this kind of multicultural society, they're actually quite happy with it. You wouldn't know that from following this effing Brexit (laughs) campaign. Nice one, Steve. We'll do it all again.